Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Carolina Hurricanes have lost a defenseman. That means they're looking to replace that defenseman. Does that defenseman currently play for the Montreal Canadiens? Because his name has been out there for about the last six months. And we know that he's on the move. The Toronto Maple Leafs finally found their goaltender. Or did they? Which Montreal Canadiens are on the move? Because besides that defenseman, there are three other names that are out there because Kent Hughes wants to make as much cap room as possible as early as possible. Does that mean he's looking for an unrestricted free agent? Is it over between Malkin and the Penguins? And a Stanley Cup champion is going to market. All that coming up on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. Dave Panyota of the fourth period is coming up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and of course, brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs had a 50 goal scorer, well, then it's time that you go back to Lacage because the menu will surprise you. The last time they had a 50 goal scorer was uh, Stefan Riche, and I believe that was back in the very, very early 90s. So if the last time you went to Lacage was back in the early 90s, you got to go back. I was there a couple of days ago at Lacage LaSalle, and mm, I love their pizza. All right, joining me right now, I love this guy too. He's been on the Sick Podcast before, and it's my intention to bring him on much more often. Dave Panyota of the fourth period, what's going on? How's it going, Tony? It's uh, the crazy season in the NHL. It is the crazy season because unrestricted free agency is going to open up tomorrow. There have already been moves before that and players can move here and there and, and offer sheets and all that stuff. And uh, some have been signed, some haven't been signed. And there's a lot of movement. We knew the Toronto Maple Leafs were looking for a goalie. They have been for the longest time. Ever since Freddie Anderson, it seems like they bring in goalie after goalie after goalie after goalie. 
Yeah. And so we're going to get to that in just a second, but we're broadcasting out of Montreal. So the big story is going to be Jeff Petrie here. Kent Hughes has told us that Petrie has asked for a trade. Uh, he's trying to accommodate him, but he told them, Jeff, we're going to try and accommodate you, but only if it makes sense for the Montreal Canadiens. Tony yeah. D'Angelo is no longer a Carolina Hurricane. He signs with the Philadelphia Flyers for two years. That means the Flyers are looking to replace him at right D. Is Petrie the guy they're looking at? He's one of them. Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes want to bring in somebody on that right side. They've been looking for a little while. They even explored the trade market ahead of the trade deadline during the season to see who they can go after. Petrie was one of the guys they talked about. Um, but he is a guy, Jeff Petrie, that a few teams are still very much interested in. Add Dallas to the mix. They're another team looking to bring in somebody on that right side to replace John Klingberg. Um, we're starting to hear Brent Burns' name out there, Mackenzie Weger in Florida. But Jeff Petrie is a guy that both Dallas and Carolina have looked at going back into the season. And it wouldn't surprise me if they try to make something work. The thing with the Canadians, and you're right, Jeff, uh, Ken Hughes rather, had said that, yeah, they're willing to move Jeff if the right deal comes in place. They're not just going to move him for the sake of doing it. But with Klingberg being the top free agent, you don't have to trade any assets for him. You can just sign him, give him money. The teams that lose out or figure out that they're going to lose out on John Klingberg are going to circle back and, and give Ken Hughes a call and see if they can make something work there. So we may see some additional teams beyond Carolina and, and, and perhaps Dallas that are going to be knocking on the door, picking up the phone in the next 24 hours and saying, hey, Kent, we got to figure something out. All right. So if it doesn't work out with Petrie to Carolina in terms of a trade, uh, where can it work out? Who else is looking for a right-handed defenseman who turns 35 in the month of December, who's going to have several years left on his deal and is making pretty big money? Yeah, Dallas is is one of those teams that, you know, definitely want to replace Klingberg, bring somebody in on that right side. They've got some some cap flexibility. They may need to get a little bit creative in other elements, but um, they've got a little bit of flexibility there. And then it's, you know, looking at some of the other teams that are looking to bring in somebody on that on that side. Vancouver's an interesting one. They're trying to trade Tyler Myers at the moment. He's a right D. If they can free up cap space and move out his salary, which is little, I think it's 6.2 uh, or 6.25 rather in cap space, they move him out. It might be an option for the Canadians with respect to to Jeff Petrie because I know that they're one of the teams that would like to approach John Klingberg and are looking at other guys on that right side, but they got to move out Tyler Myers first. So we may see some dominoes kind of fall here in the next few days as yeah. teams figure out you know who they can and can't get. Just to play devil's advocate, though, if I'm Vancouver, why would I want to replace Tyler Myers by Jeff Petrie? With all due respect to Jeff, who's much older, Myers no. is bigger. He's stronger. He's younger. And so, you know, if I'm going to have choice of either of those two players under contract at pretty much the same kind of money, why would I want to replace Myers with Petrie if I'm still a young team and I'm probably not a cup contender right away? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. But at the same time, from this side, like they're, they're figuring out JT Miller, still dealing with uh, offers for him. Different type of defenseman, certainly Petrie is to, to that of Myers. Myers' foot speed, not there. He stumbles a lot. Uh, he stumbles just when he's kind of standing near the crease for some reason. Um, but not as mobile. Uh, foot speed isn't there. And just a different type of, of defenseman. And with what they have uh, on that blue line already in Vancouver with uh, 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 Quinn Hughes, rather, I should say, 
and, and OEL, they want to continue to have a fast-paced kind of transition and then have the other guys on the other side play a little bit more sound defensively. So if you can have three deep pairings and one of those guys on each pairing is able to kind of rush the puck up and create offense, sounds yeah. like that's what they'd like to do. That might be where Jeff Petrie plays a factor. You can watch the Sick Podcast on Facebook by adding it to your Facebook page, the Sick Podcast, on Twitter, on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. All right, okay. Um, in terms of uh, making cap room, Jeff Petrie's name is not the only Montreal Canadiens player who's out there. Hoffman's name is out there. Dvorak's name is out there. Drouin's name is out there. Uh, Petrie, of course, we just talked about. You know, Armia's name has been out there, but less so than the other players. You would think Gallagher could be a big contract, but to a lesser degree because uh, he's one of those guys they'd like to keep here in terms of the culture, so maybe not one of the first ones to move out. But out of the names that I just gave you, if the Canadians are going to trade one, with the exception of Petrie, besides Petrie, trade another one, who do you think it's going to be, why, and where? Yeah, I think – I don't know about one specifically because I think there are multiple options here because, again, a lot of this plays a factor with respect to the free agent market. Who, Which teams lose out on guys and what options are available to them? And as you know, the hours kind of tick away, you start to realize, okay, excuse me, I'm not going to be able to sign this guy. I'm not going to be able to go after this particular player. I need to shift my focus in a different direction. So from a center position, Dvorak – is an option for if they lose out on a Malkin, a Trocheck, for or more so on the Trocheck side. You know, a second line center. If they can't get a Trocheck locked in, Nas Kadri is going to be testing the market. He's going to be fielding offers. If you go down to your Plan B, C, D, Dvorak comes into play for some of these teams. Same with offense. If you lose out on a Borakovsky, we know Nikushkin is off the market. If Andre Pallant isn't available to you, you need a scorer. You need somebody that can help your power play boost your special teams Mike Hoffman is an option for you at 4.5 million on a cap hit yeah. so it really comes down to what team is looking for what so I can see either of these two players being guys that could be moved out it just depends on what the needs are for some of those other teams all right here's where the discussion gets fun because you just talked about Nazem Kadri a Stanley Cup champion is going to market you mentioned Evgeny Malkin you mentioned Vincent Trocek these are among the most coveted centermen that look like they're going to hit the market and I'll continue in just a second. So are you convinced that between Malkin and the Penguins, it's absolutely over, or is there one last chance here? I, I think there's going to be one last chance. I think he's going to look at his options and say, okay, I've got, you know, Florida, Colorado, Carolina. These are three teams. Maybe there's another one that say, yep, we're interested in you. Here's what we're looking at. His agent, J.P. Barry, and his crew will cycle back over to Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, and the Pens and say, all right, look, <laughs> finishing line is right here. You're going to beat these guys to the punch or not? That's really what it's going to come down to. I understand, and the reports are accurate, that, look, this is something that has hit him emotionally. Uh, he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh, wants to stay in Pittsburgh, loves it there, um, feels that you know he is one of the faces of the franchise and needs to be treated as such. Uh, but, you know, Latang's locked in. They signed Raquel yesterday. He's still sitting there without his deal because he wants that extra term. If another team comes to him and says, we'll give you the four years, at X amount of dollars, they'll cycle back to Pitt. So there's one last chance, I believe, for the Pittsburgh Penguins to try to make something happen, but he will definitely have options. Where are some of these unrestricted free agents going to sign Betway for the love of the game? Sign up and deposit on Betway 
for a 100% deposit bonus, the easiest sports book for Canadians. E-transfers are accepted just like that absolutely immediately. All right, so I say this. The Montreal Canadiens, if you want to trade center Christian Dvorak and you want to acquire a prospect and or draft pick, that's fine. But if you want to trade Christian Dvorak so you could make room on the cap and you want to sign either a Malkin or a Trocek or a, uh, a Kadri, a coveted free agent, I don't get it, Dave. Um, I believe no. the Canadians are going the way of the rebuild. They are going the way that Kent Hughes said he wanted to go in terms of accelerating it a little bit. That's why I think they drafted a Slavkowski. That's why I think they acquired a doc who already has three years under his belt. That's why I think they had acquired an Emil Heinemann instead of getting a draft pick. They're getting prospects who are further along in their development. If you take a look, once again, it doesn't happen every year, but more often than not, teams that win the Stanley Cup were very bad for many years. Colorado was, hence McKinnon at one, Landeskog at two, Makar and Byram at four, Nachushkin and Rantanen at 10, and the list goes on and on. I don't see an unrestricted free agent signing with the Montreal Canadiens, or at least a big-name one is what I'm getting at. I don't see it, I, and if it yeah. would happen, I wouldn't understand it. No, I agree with you. Uh, the, the one guy that I know they, they had interest in, and it was the previous regime, and there was some interest on, on this regime side, is John Klingberg. But I don't think, based on the numbers, that that really makes sense for them. I agree with you. I think if they are moving and making some of these moves to free up some additional cap space, it leads to the potential of hockey deals down the road, bringing in guys that have term, that have dollars attached to them, that make it easier to make these types of hockey trades, t- swapping out talent for talent. They're not going to continue to make trades, you know, month after month, year after year, where it's player X for prospect Y and pick Z. It's not going to happen all that much uh, moving forward. You're going to start to see some swap of talent, bringing in guys. You build your nucleus and you look at the cup teams that have won. You, you rifled off the, the draft picks in Colorado. You know, those are six guys. The rest of the group of the other you know, whatever it is, 12, 13, 14 guys on that roster were acquired either via free agency or trade. But you get your nucleus in place. The Canadians are building that, and they're going to look to see what other moves they can make. They want to free up some additional dollars to give them that flexibility to see, okay, if I can move out of Hoffman and free up that four and a half, maybe the Dvorak trade is going to be a little bit larger, and maybe it's going to be more on the hockey side where you're swapping talent for talent. So I, I think that's something that the Canadians are looking at and one of the reasons why their 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 preference is to free up cap space at this point and accumulate and accrue that cap space as the season progresses. Former NHL referee Tim Peel says that he's been told that the Edmonton Orders are currently working on a five-year deal for Evander Kane. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't like the Orders signing Evander Kane when they did or, or, or acquiring Evander Kane when they did. I didn't like it. No. Um, I, I just, I think there's a lot of baggage there and I just, I don't trust the player. Having said that he played really, really well for them down the stretch and in the playoffs, but I'm going to go back to my initial thought. I wouldn't sign this guy to five years. I mean, there's just, no. it's, it's too risky. I, I, I agree with you. There, there was a four year, $18 million offer on the table for him either yesterday or the day before he said, no. Uh, if if they've jumped that up now to a five-year offer, uh, I'm not sure what the number would be. I, I've got to imagine it's around the same um, in terms of AAV, so around the four-and-a-half mark, maybe between that and five. Um, 
AAV wise, I'm fine with it on a three-year deal. Uh, five years might be a little much. Now, look, I, I, it was the perfect marriage. Both sides got exactly what they wanted out of this. Edmonton wanted a guy to play on Connor's wing that can score. He did that. He wanted to go to an environment where he can boost his numbers. He did that. But to now extend that term beyond the three, even a four-year term, it, to me, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a little bit dangerous based on all of the off-ice stuff. He treated himself well. He was on his best behavior in his short time in Edmonton. And then come playoff time, I think everybody has to be. Um, the guys in the room liked him. That I know for a fact, including Connor McDavid. But now to get a full season in with term, he's got security if he gets that deal. I don't know longevity-wise if that's going to be a fit because it hasn't been in his previous stops in the NHL. Yeah, look, if I'm an NHL team and I'm going to sign Evander Kane, if, because yeah. quite frankly, I wouldn't, but if I would, it's one year. Uh, and I understand that the challenge is there's always going to be someone to give him a long-term deal, but yeah. I don't think that's a player you can trust on a long-term deal. All right, in ending, oh. a shout-out to MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Uh, you can bring it home and discover a club-quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit MatrixHomeFitness.ca. Check them out. Strong, smart, beautiful exercise equipment. You got to love them. All right. The Maple Leafs have their goalie, or do they? The Ottawa Senators thought that Matt Murray was going to be their goalie, too. Didn't quite work out for Matt Murray in Ottawa, did it? So the Senators trade Murray to the Leafs, along with the third and seventh, for future considerations. He's got two years left on his deal, $15 million in salary. The cap hit is $6.25 million per year, but the Leafs are actually going to be hit for 4.68 on the cap because the Ottawa Senators retain 25% of the salary. Knowing what we know about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they've needed a goalie for the longest time to get them to the promised land, is Murray the guy? Yes or no, and why? Uh, my answer is no. They better hope it's yes. Uh, look, if you're bringing in Matt Murray at 4.687, whatever the heck the number is, uh, off, off his cap, and you like him over Jack Campbell, who would probably have been 5'5'2 five, five, in that range, I, I don't get it. Well, they, hold, mean, on a second, hold on a second. They'll tell you that Matt Murray won Stanley Cups. And Campbell okay. did not. Yeah, he won Stanley Cups on some pretty solid stack teams in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he's done zip since. Um, Darcy Kemper, who just won a Stanley Cup. Uh, with all due respect to Darcy Kemper, and he'll cash in on a deal. I believe he's going to Washington. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, if, if I'm a guy that's looking to – if I'm a team that's looking to bring in a guy that's going to solidify that goaltending position and stand on his head night in and night out – I don't, I don't know if I trust Matt Murray right now. Yeah. You know, uh, what's, even, odd in all this, what's odd in all this part of me, thank you, is that, you know, they didn't know if they trusted Freddie Anderson. And years later, mm. it looks like their goaltending, actually, it looks like they don't have a goalie like Freddie Anderson. No, no, they don't. Um, and a lot of people jump all over. Look, I cover this team. On, this is I live in Toronto. I, I Now, I cover this team. Uh, for the last, whatever, 10 seasons here. They go in every game. Freddie Anderson stood on his head when he needed to and got let out to dry a lot. And everyone blamed him. 
And the same thing happened with Campbell to a certain extent. He stood on his head. Defense shut down. Didn't shut down the opposition. It just completely melted down. And you get some soft goals, some bad goals kind of let in. And all of a sudden, everybody blames Campbell. Uh, this is this is an interesting decision in bringing in Matt Murray. They must have full confidence. And they say he's going to be fully healthy by the start of camp. They must have full confidence in not only the fact that he will be healthy, but that he has the ability to rebound and to get to his Pittsburgh days, um, which at certain points were, were kind of shared with Marc-Andre Fleury at the time. Like, like uh, so, you said, they better hope because that's going to be a high-pressure environment. Oh, it's going to be huge. It, it absolutely it will be huge. I'm curious to see if they're going to go after and try to cushion themselves with Ilya Samsonov, who's now an unrestricted free agent. But two and a half, three million, now you're looking at seven range for your goaltender on a team that doesn't have that much cap space and they're trying to create more. You wanted to avoid that from the get-go. They could have had Campbell at five, then a quarter, and they opted not to do that. Uh, same with well, Darcy. I think Kemper is looking for a little bit more than that. Um, but as I said, it looks like now Campbell is going to be an oiler. Kemper is going to be in Washington. They're married to Murray right now. They better hope the rest of the team really steps up and, and helps them out because, look, and, and, I, and I hope it works out for the player. I, I really do. But this is a big, big risk, and I don't know if they've cushioned themselves enough uh, to kind of deal with potential blowback if this does blow up in their face. Always fun talking with you. We're going to continue to monitor the situation. It's funny. I got my phone in hand, as I'm sure you do as well. Oh, Just keep taking a look right at what's here. going on here in the <laughs> hockey world. It's That's moving, right. and it's funny because, you know, we're recording, and by the time we upload this thing, there's probably going to be something that broke, but that's the beauty of right. the hockey world. There are certain dates that are really, really interesting, right? One is the start of the NHL. One is the opening of camp, uh, right. pro camp. The other one is the start of the season. The other one is trade deadline day. The other one is the draft. And, of course, another one is unrestricted free agency. And uh, this is an interesting time over the past couple of days. Is your time to get in some offer sheets and stuff like that or whatever. Uh, here's a chance to um, be able to sign players to qualifying offers. Uh, so by the time this uploads, there's probably going to be other breaking news. But that means it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to get you on again. Right. Talk about it again. Absolutely. I, and, and you know what, Tony? There's going to be activity. I think we're going to see some sneaky trades happen over the next week as well. Dave, always fun to do this with you. Thanks so much, my man. You got it, buddy. Thank you. All right. He's Dave Pagnota of the fourth period.com. I'm Marinaro. Send us messages on all our social media platforms. Comment sick, S I C K, uh, and we can feel the love if you do. And once again, you can follow us on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Marinaro. This podcast is sick. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.